Hey everyone, this is Molly and Matt, and we're the hosts of Grown Up Stuff How to Adult, a podcast from Ruby Studio and iHeart Podcasts. It's a show dedicated to helping you figure out the trickiest parts of adulting. Like how to start planning for retirement, creating a healthy skincare routine, understanding when and how much to tip someone, and so much more. Let's learn about all of it and then some. Listen to Grown Up Stuff How to Adult on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Grown Up Stuff. Grown Up Stuff. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My next guest is a planner. He's a guy who don't allow setbacks to hold him back. When he see opportunity, he leaps forward. My next guest is a uh, Billboard number one selling singer, songwriter, recording artist from Dallas, Texas. See, I'm from Houston, Texas, so I know Dallas, 240 miles of I-45 north. So I've been up there. In fact, I bought my first Mercedes-Benz in Dallas, Texas. Drove it down, 1997. The Dallas Navis has performed on the Smash NBC series The Voice, has recorded six acclaimed studio albums, and a Christmas collection released on an acclaimed, uh, in an acclaimed book, starting two films, headlined a concert, and conference tours all over the world. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, my man from Dallas, Texas, Anthony Evans. Hey, hey, Rashawn, how are you, how you feeling? I'm just hyped, man. I'm just hyped because, I, you know, we've been trying to connect, and we finally connected on this interview today because I wanted to bring you a Money Making Conversation because, you know, I'm a type of person that every every Tuesday I meet with my uh my 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 producers and they 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 pitch out people they recommend people who would be great for the show who have great stories and I just when they told me your story you know I just felt I I wanted to hear it from you and talk about what drives you that's the one first question I want to ask you Anthony what drives you to be successful you know what there there are a few things that drive me the first thing I think about is, is being able to excellence drives me. Actually, being able to find the, the um, a way to another way avenues to be excellent that that drives me at what I do when it comes to being on the stage and off the stage. But when it comes to planning tours and events, but also uh, what drives me is is feeling like I'm actually fulfilling what I was born to do, what I was called to do. That is a driving force to me. So excellence, and then being in the center of what I know I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and not settling that, that those are, those are the driving factors for me. And then, so when somebody tells you, I would tell you about me a little bit about me, you know, like, uh, okay. my degree is in mathematics. And so mm-hmm. and I was just in college, I was doing stand up comic at night, stand up comedy at night. And so really, you know, people are just like telling, you know, you're not going to be Eddie Murphy. You know, people really tell you your friends and your family uh-huh. can actually hold you back. I'm just let you know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the people who are, they can. Yes, I. Yeah, you're yes, just I saying the, the people that. who are so close to you can actually be the people put the nail in you. Uh boy, you wasting mm-hmm, your time. Mm-hmm. You wasting your time. And so, so, and so when I left IBM to, to, to do stand up comedy, they really thought I was crazy. 
And so, so when mm-hmm. I when I look at you, and uh, and so because you know you you're now living in the Los Angeles area, so you you're transplant. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. well, how did you under, under overcome people telling you what you couldn't do versus achieving what you are achieving? Well, I had a I, I'm very grateful for my for my family. But my family has always been very supportive of me before I even knew what my ability was and what I was going to actually end up doing. My parents spotted it in me first before I actually knew that I sang the, the way that I sing or knew that I had the ability in music. They spotted it and then they started to, they, they started to cultivate that before I was even wanting to do it. So I'm very grateful and I, uh, for that. But then I also watched my dad, who is from both, both my parents. My mom is from South America. My dad is from the inner city of Baltimore. And stats would say that they aren't supposed to be who they are now, <laughs> but I watched them not operate upon what stats they, they were not defined by what the statistics said they should be. And they would step into situations where they were the odd man out. They were different. They were like, where are you from? You know, th- those kind of vibes happened because they weren't th- the traditional person that was expected to be where they were. But they walked in there knowing what their ability was and let everybody's um, knowledge of, let, let everybody figure, figure out what they already knew. They would walk into a room and be like, eventually y'all will figure out that we're supposed to be here, but until then, we're going to stay here. We're not going to leave because y'all think we're not supposed to be here. So I watched that my whole life, and so now it created a scenario. It created a drive in me where I, I am. From my, my nature likes to choose faith over fear, and courage over comfort. That's that's just because I know on the other side of that there is something bigger, broader, and better waiting for me when I choose faith over fear or courage over comfort. That that's how I've gotten to the place I am. It's because of my, my family. Now, now you you appeared on uh, The Voice, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. Now, um, I, I'm just trying to remember because I saw some. I was looking at some photos, and I was, uh, and you know, I, I'm a, I'm one of those uh, surfers. You know, I look at television, uh, and I, I just go from channel yes. to channel. And now, now, did you sing a, a Marvin Gaye song on The Voice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I wasn't into that song. I wasn't into that that that. I mean, I love Marvin Gaye, but I wasn't. You know, there, I'm, there, I'm, there, I'm there, a teaser, man. Don't teaser. You threw down, Anthony. I, I, see, I'm oh, a Marvin Gaye. You. <laughs> you know, people have told me I look like Marvin Gaye, so I'm a Marvin Gaye fan. You know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna let uh, you know that you put uh, I, you put me in the right angle, put me into the right darkness. I'm Marvin Gaye all day long, baby. <laughs> and so, and, and, right. and when you did that, Marvin, I said, "Wow, wow!" Because you know, certain artists you just can't do. And I remember, right. I remember, because because uh, because uh, at the time, uh, Aguilera was still one of the judges, correct? Yeah, she 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 was my coach on the show. Yeah, yeah, I remember uh, you. I would do. Don't hey hey, that might you might not have felt it, but you hit it though. Uh, okay, thank you. I appreciate. Which it. <laughs> it's hard to feel that scenario in general where you a, a quiet room and four backs. You know what I mean? Right, people right. normally face you when you sing. Like you're trying to get people to turn around. It's just a weird feeling. It's and I come from the church. I come from church world, so I'm like, what what's going on? You know? You right, see, you know right, I mean? right. I understand what you're saying because you're used to people giving it, being inspired by your voice, being inspired by your movement. And you're looking at four chairs. You're going, okay, okay. And then, then as the song goes along, who it starts eating on you? Who's going to turn around? Who's going to turn yeah, around? Who exactly. Gonna, they're not going to do me like this. It's a lot of emotions that run in your head when you're actually performing on the voice because you have to convince four chairs to turn around. And as you sing, yeah, and they and don't no, t- turn around, you go, okay, really? On national TV, yes, really? And normally, you convince them. You convince people to turn around normally with intensity and kind of going off and doing the most. But Marvin Gaye didn't do that. So mm-hmm. I was like, I was choosing in my head to honor Marvin Gaye and sing the song the way he would, which is chill. But I, but the way you got those chairs to turn around was by doing the most. And mm-hmm. so I was I'm conflicted in my head mm-hmm. because it's just a it's just a weird feeling to try to. And you know, he, he is 
the antithesis of doing the most. He just oh, was him, absolutely. and everybody loved him. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I was trying to absolutely. figure it out. But anyway. No, no, but, but some... I just want to let you know, I know of your abilities from that time frame. Now, prior to that, you had already dropped an album, correct? Yeah, I, I actually had three. I had three albums out before The Voice. Mm-hmm. So that's why it was weird going to the show, because people were like, you already have a career, you're doing the... And that, that goes back to what I was saying a minute ago, which is choosing courage over comfort. And faith. I could have been comfortable and just stayed where I was. But mm-hmm. this was an opportunity to do something broad. I knew people would have stuff to say, like, what are you doing on a comp? Like, why would you do... You know, people talk, but <laughs> fast forward to what's going on in my life because of that show and the, the people... In that 90 seconds during a battle round, I sang in front of 15 million people. At that point, that's how many people were watching the show. And what mm-hmm. happened after the show, because I chose to be, to move, to, to push through that moment of like, ah, should I be here or not, mm-hmm. has been amazing. Stuff has happened off camera that no, y'all wouldn't know about unless I told you. But it's, it's major, major stuff well, now, that's happened. That, and the people that, I've been in front that's of. What I, that's what I was just talking about earlier. People will tell you, and you have to go through, you can just say the word faith or you can go on your own belief, whatever term you want to do. You have to believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. Because I always tell people, if you're going to fail, fail being you. Don't fail being yeah. something that somebody else wants, wants you to be. Fail being you. That way you can recover. You can get up being you. You can get up knowing. Yep. If you knew why you failed because of something you did, or if you did it for somebody else, a character or a song, then you can't recover from that because you're confused now. And so you say, you know, so right. forget out of I know I got three albums out there. I'm going to do the voice because I recognize this as a jump start. Right. And you know what? Another thing that I, I would just say is that you also cannot recover from succeeding by not being you. Because what happens is, is when you are quote unquote successful in the way we define it, yes, sir. but you were doing it not being yourself and you have a hit song you have to sing for the rest of your life that you don't even like, but you did it to be popular, mm-hmm. then you will always feel you will always feel that conflict, and now you got to sing the song because everybody wants you. To, everybody wants to hear that from you. And so, whatever field you're in, if you're disingenuous to you, and you end up with a, you know, a bank full of money, which is great, you cannot go write a check for peace because you weren't being yourself wow. to get there. My man, boy, this is a great interview. We're gonna be back with more. My man, Anthony Evans from Dallas, Texas. Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald. You know, when you get a guest on the phone, man, it's, uh, the reason I like my next guest that I'm talking to right now, this is my next guest, my guest I'm currently talking to, his energy is is is, uh, is at a five. You want somebody at a five and you're at a five, it's already at a five. And that helps me to understand that he's already he's always ready to go. He's already to promote. He's already ready to be inspired to the next opportunity. Now, this, we're going to talk about this new, this, I shouldn't say new, it's a production company. It's a turnkey production company that offers services for vocalists, uh, staging, lighting, sound, and touring, and choreography. That's a lot going on. <laughs> yeah, it is a lot going on. And you're saying that right now <laughs> as I literally am about to fly back to L.A. to go to rehearsals to, uh, for a day and then fly to Berlin to do one of these shows that, that you're mentioning and you're talking about. But let me tell you, the birthplace of this, it's all the way back to the beginning of my career. I didn't necessarily fit in, but I kept going forward. Now, when I didn't fit in, I didn't have a team around me doing everything for me like most artists. I had to figure out how to do it myself. If mm-hmm. I wanted to keep going, I had to figure out how to do it myself and not rely on people to do it for me. Mm-hmm. But fast forward to what you were just talking about. The reason why I have this company is because of the years I wasn't being accepted and I had to learn how to do it myself. Yes. So, I, I used to resent it, and now I understand the purpose in it. So part of a money-making conversation or a building you conversation is don't resent those, those moments where you don't necessarily feel like you're 
you're the thing everybody's about because there is learning stuff in there that will help you when you become the thing that people want. You know, I, I, I could have stopped, but I didn't. I absolutely believe that. I absolutely preach that. I absolutely tell people that. Uh, I always tell people every day is not a happy day. I, 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 right. and I promote the fact that I get up at 4.15 in the morning every day, you know, and, and people go, woo. But I also tell people I'm not happy when I get up. But that's right, part of right. my plan. If, and because I have gotten up at six, seven, and, and and that throws my whole day off for some reason because I miss valuable time. Because when I get up, it's kind of like a, a it's kind of like a get up process. I get up at four fifteen. Yes. I, I stagger around the house a little bit. You know, I look at my watch. I lean up against the wall. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I say I lose all that when I get up at six. Yeah, I ain't yeah, got. Yeah. I, I don't have no start time. I, I I'm on fire when I get up at six. I lost all that lazy time. You know what I'm saying, Anthony? And so when I hear yeah, you talk I, about, I do understand. You know what I'm saying? So when I hear you talk about, uh, it, 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 I'm just a little side story to compare to your story. It's like when people ask me why I know so much. When Steve Harvey and I started, there were no staff, there was no PR team, there were no managers. I was the booking agent. I was the uh, the, the PR person. I made all the powerpoints. You know, I knew I did his social media, uh, the website. And so when when I'm when I'm walking into corporations. When I walk into talking to you know, television uh, studios, when they talk to me, I already understand branding. I already understand marketing. I already understand social media because I was there firsthand. And that's all you're saying. You've been there firsthand. And so, so because when it wasn't, when it wasn't, when you weren't being acknowledged, you was developing these skills. Now you're turning these skills into a turnkey company. Yes. Yes. And I think a lot of us, in general, I'll, I'll speak on behalf of me, but I was a, in a position where I wanted immediate gratification. And if and that mindset, that immediate gratification mindset will stop you sometimes from digging a deep foundation that ultimately you can build something high on because we don't want to take the time to build the foundation. We just want the skyscraper. But in order to have the skyscraper, you have to dig deep. And in this time of wanting what you, you know, a lot of us, the millennials in general, want stuff real quick. Like we just want, you know, the, the new generation wants stuff real fast, but that's not necessarily you building something that could stand the test of time and stand a storm and stand a bunch of people, but, you know? So I, I really, again, just to reiterate what, what we're talking about, that's just a vital part. You should consider it. You're, you're a boss in training when you're going through the moment where you're having to do everything for yourself. <laughs> like you're, you're I a love boss you, in training. Dude, man, I'm telling you, brother, you, you have the entrepreneurial spirit. Where did you get that from? My father, my, talk, my talk, father. Talk, talk I, to I, a little bit about yeah. him and his influence in your life, your father. My dad's, uh, my dad's name is Dr. Tony Evans. He was um, born in Baltimore, Maryland, uh, in, in the inner city of Baltimore, and he just had a drive. He had people early in his life see something in him where he wouldn't take no for an answer. My, my grandfather makes fun of him now, and he was like, he would get calls from his school because he was always the kid with his hand up that wanted to answer questions. Every question, he was like, I want to answer. You know, he was that driven, I, I want to know the answers kind of guy. And I just watched that my whole life and didn't realize that I was in entrepreneurial training growing up just because that was just my dad. If you told him no, he was going to figure out another way around it. You know what I mean? To, to, to make that a yes. So I just, uh, I've watched that and then uh, I've been around people, especially in this new season of my life in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. where the, the mindset is, is they're, they're dreamers. They're big, big thoughts like status quo is not what they're okay with. And I love I love that. I love when somebody says no to me, and I can. I love figuring out a yes. Let me ask you this, Anthony. When you when you go through all this, like we mentioned, the Voice, we mentioned the albums, everything. What, what what is your message? What is your general purpose? I always tell people that 
I'm constantly building uh, content so I can just push down my efforts so people can look at, understand I am, I'm a 360 brand. And so, yeah. and so like, you know, I mentioned The Voice, and before The Voice, you had already dropped three CDs, you know what I'm saying? And you're about to go mm-hmm. on a fall tour with your sister. What, 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 is yeah. the, what, what is the plan? You know, you got the, you got the turnkey company, you're reaching masses. You know, you even knew the fact that, hey, when you was on The Voice, you were seen by 15 million. You're very calculated right. in your approach, and you're a planner, correct? Right. Yes, yes, I'm very calculated in, in my approach. And I can answer your question on, on two sides. I'll answer it First, from the business side, um, because that's obviously what we're here, what we're here to talk about. Um, the business side is I want to work hard. Basically, I want to work hard in these years of creating new concepts and ideas so that I'm diversified. And that's just a, a basic, uh, you know, that, that's just basic as it relates to money and business. I want to be diversified because I'm also aware of the fact that in entertainment, especially, or in, I do gospel music, but in, in, in entertainment in general, I have to be aware that there's always some new talent coming. And eventually, uh, down the road, I'll be 55 years old, and there'll be some other 28, 35-year-old that, that is doing it. I don't want you to have to go out and sing. I don't want to feel like, you know, anybody need me to come sing because i got to pay them more. I, I don't want to feel that. It made me think of what are other ways I can be intuitive about what um, using uh, branches of this ability, not, not going way off. And that was starting a production company, and that's also the vocal uh, vocal arranging and contracting, which started because of the voice. Like I, I, We didn't talk about that, but I've vocal arranged and contracted for Kanye and 2 Chains and Tyler, the creator of the last album, and Blackish, and all these different TVs because of the chance I took on myself going to the voice. So it started to diversify me. So the goal on the business side is to be diversified to where I don't have to. I get to do what I want to do. I'm doing what... Um, I'm living kind of in a state of... Um, of, of developing that so that later on I, I don't have a lot of have tos. I can, I can operate from a place of want to not have to. Yes, sir. And then, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> you know, I call that, side, I call I that multiple streams of income on this show that you just talked about. Yeah, it's called multiple absolutely. streams of income. Like you said, Hey man, when I wake up, if somebody tell me, no, I go, I just go back to sleep. That's just one, <laughs> you know, Oh, Oh, that's over with. Okay, cool. Okay, cool. My wife look at me. She know I don't stress. I don't. I, yep. I'm not. I'm not going to put myself in a position where somebody tells one person tells me my 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 gig's over with, my life's over, my my last check's over with. That can't happen with me. I've learned that. Yep. I've, I've learned that. And that's all you're telling my listeners is and my viewers. That, exactly. Exactly. And then the, the other point, just real quick, I was going to touch on is that my purpose also is not just to be um, about the, not well because I'm a gospel singer. I'm not just trying to be about the bottom line, which is very important. But I also want to make sure that the work I'm doing is resonating in people's hearts and their souls. And, and I, there's, there'll be a story to tell above and beyond money or number ones, because those can come and go. But, but what happens in the lives of the people that you're impacting, whatever field you're in, it's a, it happens to be more obvious with me because of what I do. But I think that that, the peace and the emotional health and spiritual health that comes from that is all, also has a value may not be a monetary value, but there is something to be said about making a good living and being excited about what's happening in you and others emotionally and spiritually. I believe it's all tied together. That's all prosperity to me. That's all um, being wealthy to me. It, 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 it goes beyond just the bank account. I love this dude. Uh, you're from Dallas, Texas. I'm from Houston, Texas. Uh, I'm a yes, foodie. Sir. I'm a foodie. I got, a, I got 90 seconds left in this show. Um, I'm going to just tell you this. Uh, you know how the, the best food in the world is in Houston, Texas now. I'm just going to let y'all know that. Dallas, Houston, Texas in general. Let's just make it Texas in general. You know? <laughs> hey, Anthony, I know you've been to Houston now. 
What, I where have. do you Lupe where, Tortilla? Ooh. Lupe Tortilla is where we live in Houston. I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something. Lupe, he's not lying. Lupe Tortillas <laughs> has the, you, you, you get the the pinto beans. They they yeah. Listen, I get the everything. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm gonna tell you something. I would tell my wife. She go. I come home because I, I live in Houston. I live in Atlanta. She said, "What you want?" I said, "Let's go by Lupe because they serve breakfast in hey. there now." They, go, they, serve, they serve breakfast. He know I'm telling the truth. And though, I'm telling you something. Yeah, those beans with the with the little the chip. Oh no, Lord, no joke. Oh, that just, Lord. That's where it starts to me. They got so much going on in there. So yes, I <laughs> I actually had my accountant one time call me and go, "What is this Lupe tortilla place? You need to slow down." Like that's that's how much it means to our family. Means it to Rashad and my wife. We, I, I'm going to town Saturday. I kid you not, I'll be eating the Lupe's tortilla. Cause I go to the one right on I ten, it's right around my house. So Anthony, yes, next sir. time you come to Houston, know that you eating right around my house. You need to call me, boy. Okay, perfect. I got. Listen, I, I will hit you up in two seconds. All right, my man. You stay strong. I love you, brother. You keep winning, and always know this is family. Come to me when you need to promote something. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it.